Watch it in one piece. Hello, and welcome back to We Are Watching One Piece, the recap, rewatch podcast of the Rubber Boy anime One Piece. It's about a Rubber Boy. His name isn't One Piece, it's Monkey D. Luffy. Well, how fucked up would it be if One Piece was the boy's name? <laughs> what, what if it's like some, oh, what the fuck is that? Aragon, I think, where you have like a true name, and if someone knows your true name, they can like fuck you up. That's just Luffy's true name is One Piece, but is in that like, what the D is? Is the D the true name? But but like the uh, it, it's in whatever language the Poneglyphs are in. So like if you say oh. One Piece in that language, like I don't know. I, I've I, never considered <laughs> if the ancient language is spoken or if it's just like I've never. That's never been addressed. I don't think because everyone it, just kind of conveniently speaks the same <laughs> in the world of One Piece. But you raise an excellent point that, I, that I, I, I'm now going to think about far longer than it deserves. Uh, it's, it's even more, I'm, I'm glad they don't have to do some bullshit like, here's a dial that you put in your ear and you can understand all the languages across the world. Like, uh-huh. they're just like, nah, everyone speaks the same language. You even cast if a spell on a piece of dough, put it in your ear and yeah. you can understand. Yeah. Even though it, raise, it could raise questions, how do the sky people speak the same language as the fish people? Uh, I mean, they were, that. so, Skypea is an interesting case because it was shot up in the sky. Some of but it. The cloud s- people I don't it. think were shot into the sky. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I, One Piece will occasionally gesture at its world being way bigger than we know, because it'll be like, oh yeah, the blank era is so long ago. So, I don't know, I guess it all goes back to the same source of whatever the fuck basic is. Uh. Everything it, uses belly too. <laughs> yeah, as as long as it doesn't uh, end up being like how Naruto is implied, it's just like this isolated country island area. Just that's part of the world, but the rest of the world is not happens. a ninja world. Like it's like a fucking the village thing. But <laughs> yeah, which is so strange that like they felt the need to do that at some point. Like I don't know if it's because they wanted technology to show up and it not be weird, but like I think so. Like, <laughs> VCRs are in the fucking tuning exams. It's, you're, you're long past it. <laughs> Anyways, my name's Joe. I'm joined as always by Jordy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I this didn't is even clearly a myself. podcast. <laughs> clearly a podcast about One Piece. <laughs> that, see, there, there's a reason why I, uh, I, I begrudgingly introduced myself on the one podcast where I was the only the consistent host, and the other ones where I'm with someone. I, I, I didn't do the introduction. And now we can all see why. It's well, a learning what, process. What, I'm sure what, if you go back to the first like ten episodes, I'm a dog shit at it. You'd think it'd be something I'd be better at because I hosted a radio show for like three years and I've <laughs> and I've had a television show. <laughs> I'm making myself sound like a bigger deal than I am. <laughs> I think Bear Breaking, uh, what was it? Bear Breaking Breakdowns. Yeah, was, that was the TV version. The radio show was Bear Bacon. Here's for the one person that tuned into the podcast about uh because they heard us on the radio uh the secret behind that name is on the first time i did the radio show with my friend brady i played smells like tastes like smells or tastes like kevin bacon by uh i wrestled a bear once and then brady was like can can you make bacon out of bears and then we googled it and then we're like oh at the end of the show we're like okay we do have a name for it (laughs) there is the deepest lore (laughs) That and, and at some point I was on the show, and now we're years deep into talking about anime. 
Because part of the gag was, if you didn't listen to the first, bro- first broadcast, you don't get to know why it's called that. Which is pretty good, but now it's hidden here, where no one will find it. <laughs> where the crossover between people I DM'd links to, and people who want to hear about One Piece is, that's not a Venn diagram, they're like on like other sides of the planet, the two circles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the two poles. Anyways, surely anyone who tuned in, if this was your first episode, then you're just trying to get some hot takes on Fishman Island in the year 2020. Actually, no, this is our first episode of 2021. This is a great fucking start. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot we that we have 2021. Yep, we're recording this. At, we don't have a buffer. What are you talking about? We record the day the episodes come out. <laughs> <laughs> Which we talk about such, uh, you know, pressing information that just has to be heard immediately. <laughs> I think poignant to talk about Fishman Island right now. Um, these episodes came out in 2012. I don't, I don't, I don't even know how long ago or how long is between the chapters and that. But believe it or not, Fishman Island is a full length arc, <laughs> and we're gonna be here for a little bit. And uh, we're talking this time about episodes 533 through 539, just uh, continuing all the shit that was set up last time. <laughs> it really there's there's no there's no moment of respite. In this arc. It, again, like I said last time, there is an arc already started when they show up. And uh, this time we learn a little bit more about, like, maybe why. <laughs> a little bit. And we, st- we start right where we left off with uh, the guards in the palace, the Ryugu palace, turning on a couple of the straw hats. I, I was going to say the straw hats, but only like a handful of them there. It's Nami, Chopper... Uh, no, no, it's not Chopper. It's Nami, Brooke, Usopp, and Kami and Papagoo are there. They're not Straw Hats. And as Neptune is going to strike them, Zoro comes in and blocks it. And when I started watching this episode, I immediately thought, why don't they just pop the bubble and drown them? (laughs) Which is what they think to do about, like, five minutes in. But it's too late because Nami stops them with a big coral. So that's just immediately solved, for now, anyway. The fact that uh, it's fish versus human. Yeah. Uh, but then Zoro 1v1s Neptune. <laughs> or at least it implies it's going to happen. We don't see it. There's a lot of, we don't see the people fight in this chunk of episodes. There's a lot of, oh, they're going to do it. And then they cut away. And we're just like, man, but I want to see their new t- like powered up moves. And we just don't get it yet. Which is an interesting choice to save it, to draw it out. I'm mainly thinking of one later with Robin, where I'm like, "What do we gain? Like, I why why are you why are you edging out Robin's big feet? Why are you doing that? Uh, Too power. They had to they had yeah. to like meet with like so many different sensors. Is this allowed? <laughs> are we allowed to show these giant feet? You it's know. like when uh, it's like when Jotaro couldn't smoke because he was underage. They had to censor it in part three. <laughs> yeah, what if they just censored all of Robin's toes? Well, I think what you can do is you could show, like, you got to do it like tiny faces in the background. Like, you can show a big foot, but you can't show individual toesies. And you mm. can't show, like, the detail of, like, I don't know what the fuck you call them. Like, the hands that are, the lines that are on your hands, but, like, on your foot, you can't show that either. So it just has oh. to be, like, a blurry, like, foot-shaped thing, you know? Mm-hmm. You raise an excellent point. I've never once considered the fact that shoes never appear when she does it. <laughs> like I've, it's not like she wears gloves and i have to think about that all the time with her hands yeah but now that she's doing feet it's just feet i don't know 
Well, isn't it's just, it like, is like a, the... There's no end to this thought. <laughs> the, uh, the invisible girl from My Hero Academia is just implied that she's naked all the time? Yeah, she has. I think she has to. Or mm. maybe they finally gave her a suit that can... I, I'm, I would hope they did, because there's well, only the so far you can go with that joke, because <laughs> I'm sure yeah, well, it's, it's played up for yucks. I've, yeah. I, I've read, like, one chapter of the manga. I, well, that's the thing. I, I immediately think of The Incredibles, which is that smart and decent. <laughs> also, because that's, you know, Fantastic Four family shit. Uh, <laughs> but My Hero Academia is a distressingly horny program. <laughs> so probably naked, <laughs> if I had to guess, but I don't remember. I saw, like, a season and a half, and then I clocked out. <laughs> Anyways. One Piece, a show that <laughs> never upsets me with how horny it is. Uh, One Piece, <laughs> historically not horny. You know, I was I was thinking about it, like, earlier today. I was in the shower, which isn't a good way to come off of saying, thinking about how, how horny One Piece is. Uh, but <laughs> that's where I was, and I was thinking about how, you know, One Piece didn't get horny for, till like, a hundred some episodes in. Like, yeah, it's it's strange that One Piece, like, just turned into horny instead of like always being there from the start which feels less worse <laughs> i i don't yeah i don't know what it is um i read uh, two thoughts come from that one is i don't know if we ever addressed on air the the image that regularly gets tweeted that we've both shared multiple times of like nami's progressive design changing over time and <laughs> the tweets are always something along the lines of like this is what soy does to you. Yeah, um, it's really good. Which I find hilarious. Uh, in a punching up sort of way, of course. It's, all, it's, all, it's only funny if like queer people say it. But I also saw a tweet recently about like how every now and then Oda will just reinvent what the fuck Sanji's deal is. <laughs> like when he shows up, he's just like a cook. And then like way later, it's like, all right, I guess I guess he has a rivalry with Zoro. And it's like, oh, okay, I guess he's just like super horny now okay i guess he's transphobic now okay he can fly he can make his hands on fire his foot's on fire okay and they, that just keeps happening forever with sanji and it's, it's weird how that happens but also oda makes everything feel like it's so long like long con planned out i don't have there's no crossroads of these two thoughts but they're <laughs> thoughts i had sanji's weird and sanji has I, I think watching this chunk i started to feel like sanji was funny again I, uh, I again the the, the the right before uh when, when it's him and Chopper it has like that's incredible comedy right it's there. so it's so good <laughs> it's, it, that's the thing I I had I guess I had enough distance now uh and there was nothing in this chunk of episodes and that he did not me. have to bring up why it is such a historic moment that's the for thing <laughs> it's 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 so much about that lens that he puts on it above like I hate trans people and that's why I'm horned up for these women which is unnecessary <laughs> anyways we're getting ahead of ourselves and we do that from time to time again we record at night now the quality has dipped significantly <laughs> anyways yeah so neptune goes to 1v1 zoro uh we don't get to see it there's a joke about it later but for now we cut back to luffy just really to see him yell at shirahoshi and make her cry and then that scene's over this is this is interesting i i guess this being a weekly anime they like to just remind you of what's been happening but it felt really great for this podcast purposes because it's just like here's a quick snippet of in case it's you know it's been a long week or something <laughs> where where luffy's at right this second anyways back to zoro you didn't get to see the fight but then they've i don't know if it's right now or oh yeah there's the, there's some bits we we see that they've tied up all the guards 
Brooke takes out his guitar and sings a song for some reason. <laughs> Brooke is all over the place. They uh, th- Maybe this is another case of just like Oda being like, I gotta give Brooke something to do. Or I don't know how much of this is like the anime adding in like again like this is this is something where i would i'm kind of curious if the anime was like we need to pad this episode out for time let's give brooke a joke every five minutes just to make 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 this like chapter and a half into a full 23 minutes or something i don't know if that's the case because there's not really a lot of recap on these episodes i feel like these are pretty pretty decent in terms of uh how much is happening in an episode yeah but there's a lot of brooke jokes you know, he's just happy to be with his friends again. He doesn't want to lose them, so he has to overperform. Yeah, it's it's overperforming, all right. <laughs> yeah, so he gently weeps with his guitar, and uh, we very quickly learn that the fight took two seconds because Neptune just threw out his back. Yeah, he's old. Yeah, it's very funny, and Jeez. weirdly comes up again later. <laughs> he's 70, all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so yeah, so now the Straw Hats, not really intending to... This isn't normally what happens when they try and overthrow a country. Normally, it's it's freeing a country, liberating it from a dictator or something. But this is just kind of by accident. The government was like, did you do something bad? And they were like, no. And then suddenly the guard is tied. All the guards are tied up. I, I like this stuff that's going on in here. And as it progressively goes on, it gets more clear because it has this tone of like, Zoro's in charge when Luffy's not around, and this is why Zoro should not be in charge. <laughs> like it, like the way he talks. Everyone's like, "Zoro, what the fuck are you doing?" He's like, "I'm, I don't know what else to do." He's in, he's the second in command though. That's real though. Yeah. Um, if Zoro isn't around, I imagine everyone looks to Sanji for better or worse. Maybe not at the moment. Maybe not in Fishman Island, but uh, I, I uh, in most like, cases, I, I feel like Nami would take over because he, he it, it would, everyone would think Sanji, and then Nami would say something. He'd be like, "Oh, of course, we have to listen to her." Yeah. Well, I guess that's the thing. I think she's <laughs> the smartest person in most occasions, even when Luffy's around. Uh, uh but. I think I, I do think that's the thing. Like when she's it's her and Zoro, I think Zoro I, I guess it depends on how hostile the situation is. Like this is very much a violent like they have to defend themselves. So Zoro takes charge. Uh also this I, I've never really considered this read until right this second. It does seem to imply that he might still be drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I've never really considered e- even though this arc has a fish man who seems to be constantly hammered. Um, not a hammerhead shark, but constantly uh, <laughs> under the influence. Uh, thank you for that. That's all I get for that joke. Um, <laughs> but uh, I've never really considered that like a dampening on their performance or anything. Like, uh, there's no like Rock Lee getting drunk so he's strong thing with 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 One Piece usually. Uh, maybe yeah, there aren't really any like drunken master type people in One Piece. That's interesting no. that that hasn't come up in like five hundred episodes. The closest I would say we've gotten, like not as a character trope, but I think uh, there in Skypea there was Luffy doing like a, a Gomu Gomu no bow thing, where he's just like, if I don't think at all, I will naturally yeah. dodge attacks, which yeah. is like not. The same as mantra or hockey, just yeah. stupid. <laughs> but uh, I, th- I think about that of all the random one-off techniques that have happened. That's the one that I think about the most, probably because it does it remind ho- me with uh, hockey. Uh, uh, that's ultra interesting that you're describing. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I guess Zoro's in charge, and yeah, he's very, very uh, aggressive. I would say at <laughs> it, they don't want to overthrow a country. 
they don't want to take political hostages. It's just kind of a circumstance that they got themselves into by accident, by by just defending themselves. And they're like, hey, we just want to leave. You know, like, I guess we have, you know, some some leverage now that we've tied up everybody. So we just want to escape. We need to find our ship. Uh, but they there's two reasons why they can't. One, they have to code it first. Well, I guess also, <laughs> I guess first reason, they don't know what the fuck it is. But yeah. two, uh, they have to code it when they find it. And three... Nami has no idea what the log pose is doing. It's just spinning. Um, and at this, uh, one of the ministers, I don't know if it's the one on the left or the right. I couldn't tell you which one's which without looking it up. One of them looks like a blobfish. Yeah. You know, he's uh, supposed to be a catfish. He just looks like a blobfish. Yeah. The minister of the left is that one. It's the, mm. the shorter, wider one. The other one's like thin and tall, I guess. Oh, the other one's like a seahorse. Yeah. I just think it's like, I guess I'm just thinking of that neck, that neck shape. Mm, yeah. Uh, he's like, ha! You don't even know why your log pose isn't working. That's not good enough for the new world. And we don't dig into that now. But I guess <sighs> See, it's that, just... that just that just means that, oh, you got to have a new log pose. It's the new world log pose. And I mean, new yes. log pose. <laughs> yeah. New new world log pose. But yeah, for <laughs> I, I've never I much like the log pose seems to be. This is a thing that I think about probably more than I should with one piece is like. Why is that fucked up magnetic fields everywhere? Like, why Why do log poses work the way they do? I, see, I'm and fine And why with... would the new world be more complicated? <laughs> that, that's what gets me, is I'm fine <laughs> with each island having its own magnetic pole, like, whatever pole. And when you when you go to one, you have to wait to adjust. Like that's a that's a fun premise for like adventure what if that I'm you not gonna go question. Backwards. There's that too. You got to remember which way you came from. But uh, <laughs> it's why why is there even worse fucked up yeah. <laughs> like magnetism in the new world? Yeah, some things you just gotta chalk up to comic book. <laughs> but um, I still think about them all the time anyway. Because Oda doesn't really like to leave too many things up to comic book. Uh, some things, yes, but not like like maybe what happens to Shirohoshi here soon. But uh, a lot of things he seems to ground in some sort of world building. Uh, anyways, that yeah, those are just kind of the things that uh, are being planted for later as this arc goes on. Reasons that they can't leave yet. Then the princes arrive at the gate outside, Fukuboshi being... The only one worth talking about, as usual. Uh, I don't like the other two. No, no. Uh, but they, they're calling in. They're like, hey, this gate usually opens right away. This is weird. <laughs> and this is the scene that you were talking about earlier, where Zoro is just really bad at negotiating. <laughs> and he is like, hey, he's, he's, he's really rough. And he's like, hey, what do you want? Who are you? They go through the, the conversation of figuring out how, you know, the, what the situation is. And Zoro ultimately is like, hey, everybody's tied up. Uh, we're not gonna hurt anybody, but we have some demands. You know, find our ship, find our missing crew members, and help us leave. We just want to leave. Please, just let us leave. Um, but first, for one, Fukubushi says yes for some reason. But before he leaves, he says, "I have words to deliver to Luffy from Jinbei," and this shocks everyone who knows who Jinbei is. I think Brooke is like, "Oh yeah, I read the newspaper." Of course. Yeah. <laughs> he read he read the newspaper, but he's not. He hasn't been around long enough to know that. Maybe Jinbei's name or Fishman is complicated for the Straw Hats, uh, or the, the the early Straw Hats, the East Blue Straw Hats. Fukuboshi delivers these words from Jinbei, which are very concise, at least in the dub. I'm curious if the phrasing's any different. I'd probably not. 
but uh, he says, "Do not fight Horty." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then Jinbei Jinbei will wait in the sea forest. Yeah, it's two two important things. Please don't fight him. <laughs> I'm here whenever you want to hang out. We go to the eye catch now, and uh, we got some two new eye catches. I don't know if you were clocking them, but uh, we get Zoro's where he grabs his swords and uh, choppers. Yeah, I don't remember what he had, but it there. I remember. I think it might be his hat. What's great about the framing is that you never, you only see like a part of the character. You don't see like their face, but because of the way it is framed, everyone's just taller than where the camera is positioned. But Chopper <laughs> is shorter. <laughs> It's like a table. Chopper has to reach up and grab his head. Everyone else just runs by and picks something up with their hands. It's great. Also, for some reason, halfway through these episodes, the eye catches change again. Yeah. The first (laughs) one is a character. Yeah, the first one's a character. The second one's just a colorful logo. I don't know why I don't remember that, because spoilers, they've changed again since then. (laughs) So I haven't seen these in a bit, but uh, weird. Okay. Uh, But anyways, (laughs) back in the town... People are talking about the straw hats and like much much like on the last episode, we were like, they're just kind of like, oh, well, I mean, the prediction is it got to be true. And all these mermaids are missing. And I don't think they've heard about the palace being taken yet. Um, They do eventually. But as they're talking about like, hey, I think some of the straw hats are are here in town right now. uh, Someone comes out and they have some new techniques that we haven't seen yet, which means I now get to ask you, Jory. How do you feel about Kung Fu Point? <laughs> you ever you ever play like Oblivion and then you just stretch the sliders to make them as wide as possible? Yes, of course. That's what they do with Chopper. Chopper, I mean, to be <laughs> fair, that's kind of what his different moves are anyway. <laughs> yeah. Chopper is just uh, an episode of Monster Factory. <laughs> his Monster the, Factory Point, even. The Kung Fu Point looks silly. <laughs> it's a little silly looking, but it is like... I'm fine with it. I think it's just like, okay, cool. Now he has a considerably different like way he can yeah. fight people. I uh, I'm gonna, I want to post a picture of him to our chonkers on Reddit <laughs> and get many upvotes for my heckin' chonkerino of a boy. Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's the worst episode we've ever made. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm shooting for every week now. We haven't even talked about Chirohoshi yet. <laughs> We're about to, though. Uh, Sanji comes back out, but doesn't really do anything yet, I don't think, in this fight. <laughs> He's just like, wow, Chopper, you're strong now. And then Chopper's like, hey, fuck you, don't compliment me, you piece of shit. <laughs> while, while smiling and laughing. I think he also tells him to, like, he's not strong enough to fight yet, but that doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's this is one piece. And he's the third strongest person on the crew. Back to Luffy. Shirohoshi has taken this whole episode to build up the courage to express what she actually wants. Um, and that is that she wants to see the sea forest. Convenient. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of people being like, I guess we need to go to the sea forest very conveniently uh, in this chunk of episodes. I'm fine with it, but it's convenient. So he's like, okay, cool, let's go. I don't know where that is. You'll have to t- lead me, but we'll go. Uh, but first, a lot of attacks are suddenly hitting her tower, like at a, like. Usually, it's a, we've only seen one at a time. This is, like, a raining down. And uh, we don't see what that is yet. Uh, we cut to the palace, like, lobby where everyone's still tied up. And the king, King Neptune's like, that can't be good. Uh, someone has to, so one of you go check on her, please. And uh, Brooke volunteers for completely wholesome reasons, just out of pure honor. 
uh, of the situation. I I I just like his. <laughs> I'm gonna ask her if I can see her panties. Yeah, that's his reasoning. I was I was being facetious, and uh, and we've already he's already been told that mermaids probably don't wear panties, which is n- not distressing him too much. <laughs> Do you think there's a uh, do you think there's a meme picture? It's like if a mermaid wore panties, would it be like this or like this? Kind of like if a dog wore pants. Picture. Yeah, but do you think I think Brooke made it? Ooh, I that's th- a, it's him. Like, and everyone thinks it's like a funny joke. He's like, no, I need to find out. He's doing real research. <laughs> yeah. So Brooke, as Brooke is running off, uh, the other minister, the the seahorse one, I guess the minister of the right, uh, is like. No, I I don't remember his reasoning uh, for why he wants to go. I guess it's just because it's his job or something. (laughs) Brooke, of course, is like, oh, you must really want to see panties, too, then. (laughs) Which brings much distress to the minister. But they head off together, Brooke and the seahorse man. And uh, so they go off. And as Brooke arrives at the door, we see that the things that were hitting the, the big door in this rain down... Uh, was not any weapons, necessarily, but, uh, human bodies. Yeah, just people. <laughs> people. Not, e- not even fishmen. Humans have been chucked at this door by Vanderdecken. And, uh, the, bo- the bodies hit the floor, as it were. And as they're getting up, Brooks- Brooke and the minister are like, this is, uh, crazy. Uh, it's even crazier that they're alive and getting up and going to try and do anything. Uh, I think the minister's saying some shit about how they can't get in there, or they shouldn't get in there. This is really important to protect uh, the princess, yada, yada, yada. Anyways, the door starts opening. It's Luffy. Luffy's opening the door. We don't know how exactly he's going to transport Shirahoshi quite yet, but after we open the door, we see that he is riding Megalo, the shark, wearing a bubble, so he'll be safe in the water. He rides out, and uh, hmm, where is she? Where is Shirahoshi? I didn't see her. No, me either. Where Where but, is she at? But that shark is looking pretty uh thick right now. I'm posting him on Chonky on the Chonky Reddit. <laughs> he's He's a heckerino. <laughs> oh no! He I think he ate her. Oh no! <laughs> uh, we're also we're being facetious again. Haha. Uh, <laughs> their brilliant plan is to uh hide. The princess in Megalo, despite the fact that she's like three times his size. Megalo's like the size of Luffy, like a little bit bigger. Yeah, I mean, I would say he's bigger than that, but maybe I'm just seeing him now drawn uh, thicker. <laughs> Very stretched out. Yeah. Give him the gum gum fruit. Honestly, why? I mean, I don't really want Luffy to, to swallow her, <laughs> but it seems like he's more capable. <laughs> Then maybe the shark would be. You know what? What's with the straw hats going to strange new places that aren't on the regular Earth, and then someone gets bored. Snake <laughs> bored Luffy. Lot. The shark bores the princess. And uh, you know, I, I like the how only he, two he, examples. Shark. Yeah, those are the only two examples. But those are the only two places they've gone that are not on like regular Earth. Yeah, the Sky Island and the underwater island. Maybe yeah, there's like an underground lava island. That'd be pretty cool. Who's going to get Ford there, though? Uh, Sanji, because he got hot feet. I don't know. <laughs> Good. Got it. Got it in one. Uh, that's the end of the episode. 534. Uh, that very tense moment we are not going to check in on. We're going to start with Frankie. Nah. 
he is Frankie's he's taking just like, he's taking hey, a taxi. It's, yeah, it's super cool that uh that I'm trying to find my 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 basically my dad's my dad's brother. Yeah, he's in the taxi with them. We don't see yeah. his face yet. No, um, I don't know why they hold out on us for that. So they could have the weird gag that they do later. Yeah, that's an in- yeah, that, that's an interesting scene. Uh, but yeah, he's in he's in the taxi with uh, with Tom, his his mentor, shipwright from all of his sad flashbacks. He, he's with his brother, and <laughs> they are conveniently headed to the the sea forest because that's where ships <laughs> end up if happens. So. <laughs> Hopefully it'll be there and fine. Spoilers, both is both true. <laughs> Back to Luffy's great escape. Shirahoshi feels very bad for what she's doing, but she promises to be home by dinner. <laughs> let's, see, let's see if that happens. Brooke wanders over to the room, sees that uh, that she's gone. The minister whines about it. And if I, I think I might have been ahead of myself before. I think this is when the pirates start to get up. Because that's what my notes say. <laughs> That the pirates um, start to get th- up. There's two sections of pirates. I'm pretty okay. sure because there's the ones that were outside the door of the princess's room, and then there's the ones that are like coming into the lobby. Uh, those are even later because okay. those are all those are all fishmen. No, maybe these are the same. Yeah, yeah. Deccan's throwing a shit ton of people. Yeah, he is. Um, you're. I forgot that there are humans who wander into the lobby first before the fishmen do. But yes. They are making their demands of, I, I don't know if Brooke or the minister hears them, because later no one seems to know what the fuck they want, but they say that they want to open the palace gate. <laughs> and uh, meanwhile, on the Noah, uh, the ship where all the Fishman pirates are, if you don't remember, it's not really in Fishman Island, it's like below it. I think this is the first time we really make that that's clear on screen, because uh, we see someone- I think it's just like the bad side of town. Yeah, I guess it's like not in the that's- bubble. Yeah, that's the way they, they implied it, that it's like the bad side of town. The wrong side of the tracks. Yeah. On the Noah, we are seeing these humans being commanded that they are just cannon fodder. <laughs> uh, that Deccan's going to fucking chuck at them. And uh, saw a familiar face comes into the room and says, this is just too much. Tachin, who is looking pretty fucked up. Like, I, I don't know how long, I guess it's been like a year he's been recovering, but he does not look great. He did fight off the Marines. That did happen, uh, but he is—he comes in on his crutches and uh, says, "This is too much." Uh, basically, everything's kind of along those lines, <laughs> and he's like, "Look, I know y'all stand for Arlong, and uh, you're bummed that he, you know, fucked up. But yeah, yeah, he lost. You know, like he had his ideas and they fucking failed. So why are you still doing this? Like Arlong's in the past, and they're like, "Fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> you betrayed him yeah they are you friends him. with a human now you fucking disgusting worthless pile of trash yeah i mean you're not really holding back uh for the that that's that kind of how it is but i don't want to call one piece family friendly but there's no <laughs> i don't think the, the words never get that bad i don't think <laughs> but yeah uh hody and deccan are like teaming up to further what they think like they're like Arlong lost because he didn't go fucking hard enough. We're gonna go harder. Yeah, we're not gonna go fuck off to the the weakest sea and build a theme park for just <laughs> us and torment you know a very small selection of humans. We're gonna overthrow all of Fishman Island, <laughs> of course. And also, also Hachi's like, also oh, you're taking drugs. You know that stuff will fuck you up. Don't do drugs. 
Don't do Ca- kids. Kids, racism's bad and drugs are bad. Uh, Captain Lou Albano voice. You'll you'll die and go to hell. <laughs> Those are two bad things. <laughs> yeah, Deccan is there, but he's not under Hody. They make a big deal about that. Um, also, he says some shit like uh, H- Hody says some shit like, "Look, Arlong failed because the strongest people didn't want to go with him. He had to take weaklings like you." Also, I wasn't old enough then to d- to do it. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the <laughs> them going. Yeah, he didn't bring the strong people. Is is how we're supposed to reconcile with why why would the straw had struggle against pe- these people if he was able to beat Arlong five hundred <laughs> episodes ago? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's why the steroids play such a big part. Yeah, and uh, is is just to to make that gap a little. A little tighter. Also, you know, I mean, Hody's like thirty, so I'm kind of confused about the the age stuff. <laughs> I, I I I don't know because they did show little kid Hody being saved by Arlong at one point. Yeah, I guess I just wonder how long ago Arlong fucked off. Yeah, that's I mean, even, I guess Nami was a kid, so that's like it's been like at least like fifteen ish years. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to think like. Kid Nami to adult Nami plus two for the time skip plus like I don't know one <laughs> for the other rest of the show. Uh, uh, you know, I I don't want to be racist and say all fishmen look alike, but Hody just looks like Arlong without the nose. He's like a little a, bit buffer, uh, but like he's got he's like wider. a similar like face. He's got a similar face and like the hair. It's weird. But I do, I do like Deccan's uh, appearance a lot. Deccan has a fun appearance. I like, I like the way he looks. Yeah, Deccan looks like the bad guy in like a Saturday morning kids cartoon that's about solving mysteries, and he's like the bad guy spy. He's in like mm-hmm. big trench coat. He's like, nah, 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 I, I stole the clue. That's what I think when I see uh, Deccan. <laughs> Which is fair. He's a funny guy, <laughs> despite being uh, the absolute worst. Apparently. There, there's like speculation of like whether or not like who Hody is supposed to look like in terms of like he also does have like there's some familiarity to him as like a real world comparison that I cannot place. <laughs> yeah, I've seen I've seen pictures of him next to like late late career Michael Jackson. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, I can see that. I <laughs> I am I pulled up a uh, a Reddit post here just looking like uh someone's saying that he looks more like. Brian Johnson, lead singer of ACDC, which they, this picture, sure, <laughs> it had, it's a very specific picture with like the hair and the hat. Oh yeah, kind of. But also, yeah, then there's people being like, I thought Django was supposed <laughs> to be like Michael Jackson because he does the the moonwalking stuff. Yeah. Anyways, Hody is like such an interesting villain in my mind, not for even like good reasons, but like more so just like it's interesting that his whole deal is. That he's mad that Luffy beat somebody a long time ago, and he wants to do so, that better. Yeah, he. Well, they, yeah, they basically they get like Luffy beat up his hero. Yeah, which but I, also he's talking shit. They're talking shit about that hero. They're like he sucked, and we're gonna do better than him. Yeah, like look, he. Yeah, it's like it's <laughs> you know eventually your heroes will you know stop being your heroes, and then you beat up the people who beat them i guess that's that's how the the, the time honor tradition goes uh but yeah it's 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 an interesting start for this post time skip era of one piece i think I, i've said this a million times i think so much of post time skip is like mirroring what happened before 
in in different ways and like how i think especially this arc is like look everything that happens here is in consequence of what luffy did before yeah i think it's a good way to have him like uh meet back up is oh fuck we gotta we gotta take care of a problem that happened because of us yeah and most yeah. of you guys weren't here for it <laughs> <laughs> that, that's an, that's another part of it that's too. Is like you get there. you get all these characters who don't know like that who weren't there firsthand, and it's kind of interesting how they end up sort of split up for it too. Yeah, like you know all this a, a lot of this stuff happens where uh, like Frankie and Robin aren't there, but Brooke is there to say like I don't know what the fuck y'all are talking about. I guess like nobody. I mean I don't blame Nami for never talking about that stuff, but. It just kind of, I, I chalk in so many things you chalk up to. Yeah, I guess they've just never talked about it. <laughs> sure. It, 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 this is similar to Water 7. This one has a strong feeling of like a tabletop RPG campaign where like they arrive in the middle of something going on. Yes. Because that, that's, that's what's going on in, in both. Or like they're there for something completely different and then get dragged off. But more so than like a usual shonen plot is. Yeah, they, they showed up right like two days before something was going to happen anyway. Yeah. And like it it, just, it makes me think of like, you know, if someone new joins the joins the party, probably want to fill them in on some of the major things you guys have done. You would, <laughs> you would, you would think, but I, I guess it just doesn't come up a lot. I can't think of any real good reason why, but <laughs> I, like with Nami's, I'm like, yeah, it probably is hard to talk about. And I think, but it, there wasn't really a lot of time sitting still at Saba Odi for her to say, like, like I think they briefly gloss over like, yeah, Hachan was our villain before, but that situation is so pressed for time that they don't really have time to be like, all right, so we're going to sit everybody down, Brooke. I know you haven't been here that long, but Hachan worked for this guy named Arlong. Now, a long time ago, I lived in the East. Like, they're not going to do that. He's trapped in a cage. <laughs> uh, and I and maybe that's, you know, why that situation is written with the stakes that it has. But this arc very specifically gives us time to sit down and, and deal with it. Not yet, but we're getting there. <laughs> um, making terrible time in this episode. Uh, our worst episode yet. We're still on the Noah. I think we're talking about the Noah still. Yeah. Uh, yes, Hody was too young. He has learned from Arlong's failure, and he's like, I'm going to be more radical than he was. He went out there to do something about how awful humans were to fishmen, and he lost, <laughs> so I'm going to double the fuck down. Uh, he mentions that Luffy is here, which is the first time Hodgin has heard of it. Hodgin's like, look, well, we're friends now. He saved me from, he, you know, he doesn't treat me that way. We are friends. He hit the Celestial Dragon because of me. And uh, none of that fucking matters. It's, you know, a failure on Hachan's part for being friends with a human. Uh, Deccan explains his power, but also, for me, confirms that each hand has a different mark because he's very intentionally covering one, but he's able to just use the other one and mark Hachan. But he's like, watch this, touches him, throws a knife the other way, and it circles back around and stabs him. Bummer. Uh, And, yeah, there's bad things about to happen to Hachan. Uh, everyone's like, you know, doing the, the rigmarole of, why oh, I threw it the other direction. Like they, why do they not know hot, like Deccan's power? We've already got out. He already threw, threw shit. I don't know if this is supposed to take place before he's throwing people, but that's a good point. Yeah. That's also weird. But, uh, Hachin tries to just escape. It's like, I gotta make it to Fishman Island. I'm injured, but I, I'm still a fishman. I'll swim. Uh, Deccan throws a bunch of arrows at him. 
and he gets uh fucked up pretty bad. Anyways, here's a fun eye catch with Frankie grabbing cola. <laughs> That's me uh running back to my room while gaming. <laughs> so the eye catches are four. Um <laughs> To, see, to that, run that, and grab a cola. That, that's see. That, that's the that's the secret. When people are like, "Should you skip openings? Should you not?" I'm like, well, I use I use that time to like get up, go to the bathroom, grab a snack, and come back. Yeah. Because uh, the time you'll you're saving to consume more anime by skipping the openings is negligible. Uh, <laughs> you're yeah, not gonna be it's... able to fit a new episode in unless you're watching like 11, 12 episodes in a day. Yeah, and if you're doing that, uh, don't you're not gonna like the show at the end. <laughs> yeah, although we are gonna get to a point with Dresser as a where it's like, all right, so I'm skipping to minute seven to get to the <laughs> title card, which is uh, half a problem of how much they're adapting per episode, and the other half of the problem is you kind of need four, five minutes of recap. <laughs> uh, too big. Dresser is too big. I, I was gonna say that's next year's problem, but. By the time this episode comes out, that won't be true. Um, anyways, back to Hody. He's explaining to this crew that Deccan is the only person who can get them inside the palace because of the circumstances that are already clear. Anyways, uh, Sanji, they're confronted. Sanji and Chopper are confronted by guards. And uh, it's like, look, we have to take you to the palace uh, to arrest you and, you know, all this shit. Sanji is agreeable at first because he hears the princess is there. <laughs> he's like okay yeah, yeah I'll go. cuff me i'm ready to get cuffed bro uh but actually not really um it, they go to put handcuffs on him and he's like no but if you do that then i can't cook for her <laughs> like, what so the he fuck? kicks the shit kicks the shit out of all of them chopper's like hey chill out and uh he can you know sanji compliments chopper he does his flustered thing uh and looks away so that so when sanji Here's a high pitched scream and runs off to protect some woman. I, I wrote I like I wrote in my notes Sanji runs off because he hears screaming and then in parentheses horny. <laughs> in parentheses. Uh he gets over somewhere. Chopper follows, uh, because he hears that someone someone's like, I need a doctor. Is there a doctor? <laughs> uh he's like, That's me. I'm doctor. I'm doctorin. So he runs off and uh unfortunately a person who needs doctor is Hachan. That's the end of the scene for now. Uh, Zoro and the other people who are standing next to Zoro, uh, learn about the pirates who are being thrown into the palace and raiding it. I don't know if they're showing up in the lobby yet, but soon. Uh, meanwhile, Shirohoshi's having a great time. Shout out to Shirohoshi. Yeah. Luffy's like, hey, what the fuck is up with this sea forest? Sounds cool. I don't know. Are we on it? We're, you know, hopefully y'all know where we're going. And she explains that it's, uh, it's a graveyard. And, uh, she wants to go. Because she never got to visit one particular grave yeah. uh, before she was locked into a tower for 10 fucking years. Uh, we cut to Jinbei, who is uh, thinking about that very grave. Although I don't think it's implied. I don't know. It's not clearly stated here, but they are yeah. the same. Uh, and he's thinking back to 10 years ago and the assassination of one Queen Odohime. Maybe we'll learn more about her. Who could say? I could say. Maybe someday. Yeah, maybe maybe in two weeks' time. <laughs> uh, the next episode, 535. Luffy and Shirohoshi see a cloud that kind of looks like Chopper. <laughs> That's great. Also, there's, a, there, there's actually a lot of clouds. I like, I, I like this scene. There's nothing really to say about it, but I like it. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, I like their conversations that they're just having, because 
She she's they, having a good old nice. time being out. And even though Luffy uh calls her coward, <laughs> which is Yeah, I don't calls know. her crybaby as well. Is that what it is in the dub? Yeah. Oh yeah, the subtitles just keep saying coward, which is funny. Coward. Uh <laughs> There, there was one of them where it like cuts to I don't know if it was in the previous one or this one. Just I thought that was like <laughs> so absurd. It was just Luffy being like, and then I let out a big fart. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> they they keep that in the dub as well. She's like, that's not an appropriate story to tell, and she starts laughing. <laughs> yeah, it's like immediately after something serious, like they cut to him, and he's like, and that's when I let out a big fart. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah that have, I, that's not this scene but it's a little later i yeah i, I do love their conversations and megalo is uh really struggling uh the whole time uh luffy while they're flying see a bunch of large fish flying up towards the palace and he's like oh that's weird and uh <laughs> the townspeople also see it react the same way the, there are some guards who see it uh from their little i don't know fucking place where guards are and uh, they try and call the palace, but nobody's answering the phone. That's probably bad. Uh, the fish that are flying up towards the palace are Hody and uh, his top crew. All of his, you know, equivalents to the Straw Hats uh, and also Deccan are, are moving in. And that's the end of that scene for now. Uh, we see that Robin is uh, waiting for a bus so she can go to the sea forest. <laughs> Uh, but some guards come up and say, hey, your crew's wanted for some shit. There's, you know, pri- some people are missing. We assume it's you because of uh, this prediction that a shark lady had. And she's like, that doesn't sound very scientific. I'm going to murder you. <laughs> yeah. So we see, like, the shadow, I think, of her making giant limbs. And then we just cut away to <laughs> to her on the bus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's just like, shut up, bitch. Just, like, crushes them. Gets on the bus. And then they're like... Ah uh, fuck! We gotta tell him that we couldn't catch her. <laughs> and then yeah. she's just reading a book on the bus. <laughs> Robin's on the bus. Where will she go? Uh, she's going to the sea forest. She's like flipping through some cards, and she's like, "Yes, this is what I want." Um, but it's like vague about what she's looking for. We can assume it's Poneglyph related, old history related. The straw hats that are at the palace are holding back the human pirates. Still unclear what they want. We know it's just to open the gates for Hody. That's it at that scene. There's just I think it's just showing off them being able to fight, which, by the way, they can do. I don't know if you've seen the show before One Piece, but they are good at fighting. Meanwhile, uh, Shirahoshi's like, hey, Luffy, how'd you get so fucking strong? And he's like, oh, you know, this is episode 535. <laughs> and before that, you know, before that started counting, I did a lot of fighting, too. I trained. I mean, I've been training since I was like 10. And then I met some really strong people. I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I gotta train. I have to directly train for two years. Yeah, I have to do nothing else but lift. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and I, she, he references, like, yeah, there's some people, you know, there's even people stronger than me, and she has that, she finds that hard to believe. <laughs> yeah, Megalo is struggling. I think this might be the first time he coughs her out and <laughs> uh, has to deal with that. Back at the palace, the one of the ministers, I guess probably the left one is the one that's here is a uh, really mad at Zoro for enjoying fighting, <laughs> which is a, a funny debate that they get to have. Um, they're talking about the princess. Brooke is like, we saw Luffy leave with the shark and the princess isn't there. So I don't know. You know, I, you know, we didn't see him kidnap anybody. And Neptune's like, 
look, she takes after me. She's fucking massive. There's no way they could have hit her. To which Brooke has the the joke that we were worried about him having that uh you referenced last time. You were worried that they would be like, oh no, she's big. And then imagine, you know. Uh, yeah. They, yeah. Uh, that happened. <laughs> I don't know if you thought about that when it, when it happened. You were I didn't like, oh, think spoke, about me doing that. Spoke too soon. <laughs> I I do find it funny that it's him doing that. Just something about him just being bones is funny of him being like, oh no, a woman with a lot of flesh. I never considered it from that angle. <laughs> It's definitely it's definitely a, a grosser way, but that's a funnier way to think about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not I'm not that kind to One Piece. I, I I wouldn't give it that much credit. But the way that you describe it is funnier than what it's really doing. <laughs> <laughs> like what what if that that'd be a fun fun thing to attach? Brooke really wants to find a skeleton lady to romance. Uh, mm. How would you? <laughs> How how would you fathom another skeleton lady into the One Piece universe? There's only one of his fruit. How do you get another one? The bone bone fruit. It's I, a it's a paramecia fruit. Basically, just makes you, just, you Wolverine. I suppose <laughs> it turns you into bones, and you can like control bones. Uh, a, a zone a rare zone type that's like a fossil. Yeah. Huh. But also, they wouldn't do it as a joke. They'd do it because uh, it's a shonen made for dummy, like, preteen boys. Uh, She would have bone boobs. Oh, 100%. She'd have, like, a breastplate, but it'd be out of bone. Bone titties. (laughs) We raise excellent points that I think need further discussion (laughs) in a later date. Uh, Neptune. (laughs) Neptune's like, wait. But what if Luffy just hit her inside of Megalo and everyone fucking laughs at him for being a goddamn moron? Why the fuck would that happen? That's not even possible, you old man. Of course, we know that's exactly what happened. Uh, we cut to Luffy who sneezes. And uh, he's like, I don't know. Sometimes I just I, I just sneeze a lot. I don't know why. And then it just hard cut to the eye catch. It was the funniest thing I'd seen in, in all these episodes. It's great timing. Uh, I have a worry. What's your What's your concern? I don't know. I mean, there's something bad going on if he's sneezing. Well, I mean, you know what the bit is, though, right? The idea, of, like, if you sneeze, it's because someone's talking about you. Oh, is that what they were doing there? Yeah, yeah. And that's, oh, that's... I thought they were trying to set something fucked up up. That's better. No, he just has like an allergy. <laughs> I, I was like, oh no, the poison actually got to him. Yeah, you, 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 you it's having an allergic reaction. <laughs> He's allergic to mermaids, <laughs> to princesses. Uh, if yeah, Luffy was allergic think- to princesses, be fucked. He's he's allergic to to when he's around a lot of fishmen or mermaids. He it's all sniffly and sneezy, and they're all gonna think he's doing it to be racist. <laughs> uh, no, it's just because he sneezes when people are talking about him, and that and that's why he's like, I don't know. That just happens a lot sometimes. I don't know why. Back at the palace, Nami's like, look. He's a pirate and he's a dumbass, but he never kidnap anybody. That's not that's not Luffy. No more time to talk about that because a pirate got to the gate controls, opens it up, and Hody is now entering the palace. Uh Frankie, meanwhile, is finding the thousand Sonny. Just in perfect shape, just chilling. <laughs> well, it was made from like a super tree. Yes, this is true. And that's why it's fine. Uh we now get to see. Uh, the, the fish man, who is the brother of Tom, his name is Din, spelled D-E-N, and he loves the ship, and he will yeah. be happy 
to uh to code it for Frankie. It's very convenient that <laughs> he has exactly what they need. Um but also it makes sense. It makes perfect sense that uh you know, someone related to Tom would yeah also be in the same industry. Like like I said before in the last episode, it's just nice that like this is a little thing that they could just not have in. Like they could have some other like bullshit way to do it, but they have something that makes sense and it's like a nice thing for Frankie, even though we don't get to see a lot of them talking about Fishman Tom or anything. But yeah. we know that Frankie it, it brings some fulfillment to him. Yeah, I mean it's it's similar to how like Iceberg is important to the Frankie plot and the the whole plot, but also he's the person they go to for a ship. Uh it's you know, half of those people are also villains. The better One Piece arcs, I would say, you know, they don't just go to a random shopkeep who doesn't have anything important to do with them. Yeah. <laughs> um, typically, if someone's going to do something for them, they're going to be, like, you know, worth talking about. And as I say that, I'm sure there's a million examples of this. Not true. <laughs> there's probably people in Skype who don't fucking matter. <laughs> so, yeah, this is the scene you were talking about before that you, as a goof. Frankie's like, look, why is it you don't look at, like, Tom at fucking all... He kind of does. I think they have similar hair. Um, I, I don't. I had. I'd have to look at a picture of Tom. <laughs> but Dan's like, well, that's a very human-centric way of thinking. <laughs> uh, and he explains that how like you can, if you know, when you are a, a fish man, when you are made, you are born. Uh, you can come out looking like anything in either of your two parents' lineage. So you know, maybe if you don't like either <laughs> of your parents, that's fine. Yeah, they they basically. <laughs> All I can Don't think worry of, about it. All I can think of is like, no, no, it's it's um, my my great 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 uncle. Well, my great 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 grandpa was a shark guy. I I haven't talked to I the would neighbor never in cheat months. On you I with swear. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought the same thing. Of course, uh, it is like a very funny thing that they bring up. I don't know yeah. why that is a detail that. Oda wants to build in, but it doesn't I think it just it gives an excuse to just make like whatever the fuck he wants for people yeah. inside because it you can do more distinct things with people. Yes, it, yeah. These like fish people, and then not having to explain it or like in case someone's like, how come they're all so wildly different? It's like here's why. Mm. Well, and it, then- it's, it's because every time he draws a new character, he opens up a book of fish and he picks one. <laughs> yeah, and he, doesn't, he doesn't. He doesn't want it to. It, it would be. Stifling if they all had to fit some yeah. sort of logical genetic line, <laughs> and and then he flips around. So like, so was one of your parents like a like a robot humanoid? <laughs> He's like, no, no, I'm he- I'm completely human. It's like, uh, <laughs> oh, I don't so believe that. like, so they're like cyborg human then, right? <laughs> so your dad was a robot. Uh, no. <laughs> I, it's interesting how he just doesn't want to explain that either. He's not like, oh, no, I blew myself up twice. Yeah. And I put myself back together <laughs> on two separate occasions. He's just like, let's, uh, let's just say I'm a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Frankie came down here to say, like, look, you know, Tom, Tom died. This is what happened. And, like, talk to him. And Den's like, yeah, I really appreciate that. Kokoro did reach out to, to me and tell me all that stuff. But it still means a ton that you went out of your way to do it. And then Frankie's like, hey, who's that over there? Oh, uh, did they did they include it in the dub where he's like, oh, that old bag wrote to you? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, in the dub, I think that there was a line that was like, uh, 
I can't I can't believe that's a face that I would miss seeing, but I do or something. Oh, uh, Re- regarding Kokoro. Born is nice in the uh, sub. <laughs> yeah, he's just like can't believe that the old hag wrote to you. Crazy. <laughs> oh yeah, who's that guy sitting over there? Huh? <laughs> yeah, who who is that over there at the other part of the sea forest? <laughs> so, what is the grave he is looking at? It's Junbei. Just chilling. <laughs> As Jinbei, he said he has to meet someone here. He's like, hmm, guess I won't get involved in that. <laughs> sure has nothing to do with me or anyone close to me. <laughs> How convenient. Yeah, he'll just be here chilling until it all comes together later. Back at the palace, Hody walks in and is like, oh, everyone's already tied up. This is great. <laughs> this, this rules. Saves me a lot of trouble. There's some conversation back and forth between the, I don't know if it's Neptune or the minister. Just like, oh shit, Hody's here. We know who he is. They say a lot of shit that we already know. And, uh, but they, something new is that Hody used to be a soldier. Uh, they say that Hody used to be a soldier in the military for the, the palace, like one of these palace guards. Um, I don't know if he says it now or later, but he's like, oh, I only did that to learn how to fight. And now I'm using it for my, my, my radical needs. Neptune's like, sees Deccan is here and is like, give me back Shirahoshi. Give her back. If she's missing and you're here, that has to be what happened. And Deccan's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I don't have her. I'd love to have her. Like, can I have her? <laughs> uh, Hody's like, this is a bluff. Also, Hody reminds him that, like, bro, if she's, you can just, you, you literally have a power that you can use <laughs> to find her at any given time. And uh, he does. So he goes off and he uses it. He goes outside, Deccan. He breaks a huge piece of coral. Uh, off of its roots and touches it and it starts to fly away from the palace and he's like oh shit she actually isn't here (laughs) so he starts to ride that coral he like catches up to it and starts riding it and uh this is when we hard cut to luffy being like and then i farted (laughs) and then uh to be continued (laughs) top 10 episode endings of all times We are the hosts of Got It Memorized, what used to be a Kingdom Hearts recap podcast. We did the impossible and finished recapping all of Kingdom Hearts. The whole thing! Now, fueled by our own hubris, we've endeavored to recap other things. We've covered The World Ends With You, and now we've moved on to Final Fantasy X. After that, we'll do more tasks that humanity previously thought impossible, like creating cold fusion, accessing the Akashic Records, and folding a piece of notebook paper in half more than seven times. Find Got It Memorized on the Orange Groves Podcast Network, on your favorite podcast app, or do what we did and approach a pulsing dark monolith in the middle of your city promising otherworldly powers in exchange for audio catalogs of JRPG franchises by whispering the secret words of power, Got It Memorized. Blitzball! Uh, 5.36. We start again with Shirohoshi, still just chilling inside of that shark. Uh, this time she sees a cloud that reminds her of her dad, uh, and this makes her start crying. He's probably worried about her. Yeah, we'll see him cry about her in a little bit. But first, Luffy tries to cheer her up with his rubber face. He makes funny rubber faces. <laughs> it kind of works. Uh, but yes, Neptune is crying <laughs> uh, back at the palace. Giant fucking tears, like father, like daughter. And uh, he's, like, begging to, like, you're like, let me go. Please let me go fight Tekken with my bad back. Hody is uh, surprised that the Straw Hats are here. Um, this isn't, he didn't expect everything to be here in one place for him. And uh, Nami uh, notices, one, that 
he knows who they are. And two, that he has Arnlong's mark on his arm. Bad. <laughs> uh, this is when Hody says that he was just a uh, soldier to learn combat. And um, he says, now I use that to act upon the injustices that I see uh, enacted on Fishman. Um, and this is when we get that flashback that we talked about earlier. Uh, we see Kid Hody uh, fighting human pirates that are taking slaves. The humans are stronger than the kids. It's, it's honestly all of his top crew. It's like Kid Hody, yeah. Kid... See, there, there's Hody, and then there's the cuttlefish-looking one. Those are the that, that guy sticks out to me the most, because that's really cool for them to make a cuttlefish fish man. <laughs> yeah, that's a good design. Yeah, so they're like... The, the kids are losing this fight against the humans, and it's like... Uh, these little uh, merman dudes won't be worth as much, but maybe as a set, they'll be worth something. Just really reminding you of the worst of the worst people that uh, treat fishmen like this. In case you forgot that racism <laughs> was bad. And uh, Arlong shows up. Arlong saves them. Kind of weird seeing Arlong do a thing you agree with. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, hey, that's kind of the whole uh, premise of, of this arc and how it connects a bunch of threads. Yeah, so back in the present, Hody's like, Arlong was trying to fix things, but then those straw hats went and fucked everything up. Uh, anyways, watch me fuck this wall up with my hand. So he does that. He, like, crushes a hand, or he crushes a wall with his hand. He just puts his hand on a wall, and it, like, starts to shake and crumble. Don't know what the fuck that he's doing. I don't know if he's controlling, like, the sea pressure around it or something, but don't care. It's cool. It is. And then, like, water starts to pour into the room through these cracks. He gets water on his hand, which is uh, bad. Uh, everyone reacts to it as if it's bad. And uh, I guess uh, Arlong had a move like this because Zoro seems to recognize the motion. I don't. <laughs> Me either. But he shoots bullets off of his fingers. Like, he, 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 well, he chucks his arm so fast that the water is a... Deadly projectile. Yeah, why not? It hits the guards. Hits a bunch of guards. Soro just blocks it with his hilt because he's very strong and cool. <laughs> uh, Neptune, worried about his guards, like throws himself down to take the hits for them. Very good king. Yeah, you know, in in One Piece, it's such this clear dichotomy of either like <laughs> incredible king or dog shit dictator. Either you're Crocodile <laughs> or you're Vivi's dad. You're, you're Neptune or you're a bad man. <laughs> I can't think of another one that we've gotten to. So I, in L, I guess <laughs> uh, you're a smoker or you're a loot cheat. <laughs> That's the cop dichotomy. That's what I'm going to, when I walk down the street, you know, when I see plays, I was like, I wonder if they're more like smoker or more like Lucci. All cops are Lucci's. <laughs> <laughs> a, a cow. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. So the room's filling up with water progressively, which is bad mainly for Brooke. For obvious reasons. It's because his bones bones don't like water. Uh but uh Zoro uh goes to attack Hody. You know, he does his like projectile sword attack thing he does because he's in a video game. And <laughs> Hody uh uses a crew member as a shield. He doesn't get out of the way when he could. He just murders a fish man under him. Because he's the most important person here. This says a lot, I think, about Hody's ethics. <laughs> and, like, how much he cares about, like, the people, the, the, the fishmen. At this point, Zoro commands, maybe commands is a strong word, I don't know, tells Usopp to, uh, to release all the guards. This is surprising 
to, I think, Neptune and everyone there. And is like, look, we promised them that they wouldn't get hurt. We failed at that. So we're, we need to let them go and let them escape on their own. Um, which the minister of the left, I think, whichever one is here, is like, oh, oh that's honest of him. That's cool. What a, <laughs> maybe he's a good guy. <laughs> oh. Uh, so, yeah. We stop and Brooke are untying people. Um, Brooke is like starting to collapse because he's, you know, devil fruit. And uh, I think this is when uh, at some point they notice that Nami and Kami are missing. <laughs> yep. Papagu is still here. We're not going to talk about him, but he's here. <laughs> he sure is. Uh, we'll talk about Nami in a little bit later as well. I forgot if this was established. Is Papagu just like a starfish fish man or... <laughs> <laughs> have, have they established that he's just a he just exists? <laughs> I g- genuinely would have to look it up. Oh wait, his wiki, wiki page says that he's a starfish. <laughs> it's just that he's a oh, starfish. He's just a starfish who can talk. Who, he is, who is he is that is Kami's pet and teacher, <laughs> and also a fashion designer. He is also like twice Kami's age. <laughs> that I believe, <laughs> but it's her pet. That's fun. Yeah, you know. Oh, the last thing that happens in this scene is uh, Zoro himself frees Neptune. He cuts those chains off of him. The scene ends! And uh, we cut away to Frankie, who is like, I'm glad the ship's perfectly fine. <laughs> I don't have to deal with anything. It's just, we all have to be on it again. Uh, Robin shows up, uh, but not for long. She's like, oh, hey, Frankie. I'm going to go into the deeper part of this woods and uncover some history that's no one that no one's ever seen before and uh dan is like you're not allowed in there and she's like oh cool and keeps going so that's great <laughs> that's a good interaction back at the palace we see hody having this palace be filled more and more up with water uh now zoro is going to fight him underwater i never really considered this but i guess with him always having a sword in his mouth he probably can hold his breath pretty well <laughs> I didn't even think of it like that. I just figured Zoro's dumb enough that he's probably forgotten how to breathe a couple times. <laughs> you think he like sometimes wakes up from naps because he just stops, he just forgets? Absolutely. I, I, he, I believe he, I, any reading of that. He has sleep apnea, but not for the reasons people usually do. <laughs> oh, Zoro, you, you beautiful himbo. <laughs> yeah, so he's fighting Hody underwater. Uh, I don't know if this fight is that intense yet. I like watching it. I don't really have anything to say about it. It's good. Yeah. We're going to cut back to Sanji, uh, where all the fishmen are like, hey, you suck. You're part of those shitty straw hats <laughs> who are doing all these bad things we have evidence for. Uh, anyways, Luffy shows up on the shark. Uh, Shiro, she's like, hey, that cute raccoon, just like the cloud. <laughs> <laughs> it looks just like in the books, too. Yeah. That's a rack. That's what raccoons look like. <laughs> He's like, hey, that's not just any raccoon. That's my friend Chopper. Yeah, so Luffy jumps down there to figure out what the fuck's going on. Checks on Hachan. You know, Luffy's like, tell me who did this. I'm gonna whip their ass. <laughs> and Hachan's like, no, no, please. I won't, I'm not gonna tell you what did this. Just please leave the island as soon as possible. Oh, of course this doesn't happen. Yeah. As, uh... I don't remember how this conversation goes, but someone, I don't know if it's Chopper or Sanji, or maybe it's the crowd when they see Luffy being nice to Hachan, but someone's like, oh, Luffy could never kidnap the princess. He could never do such a thing. 
while all that conversation is going, uh, Megalo is dying and just spits her out. And there she is on the beach next to everyone, <laughs> four or five times as big as Megalo. And just they're like, ha ha, ha you found me. <laughs> and uh, the best part of this episode before it ends is Chopper realizes how dangerous this is for Sanji. Everyone's shouting like, oh my God, no one's ever seen her before. <laughs> Here she is outside of her castle. I guess Luffy kidnapped her. Uh, Sanji's like, huh? Is something going on behind me? <laughs> Should I turn around? Like, as if he had to like have hold a conversation with Chopper before he would check on what's going on. <laughs> Chopper's crying, begging him. Yeah, there's more of that in the next episode, of course. Uh, that's the end of 536. Uh, 537 opens with uh, just a, a sight of Deccan on his way. That coral flying towards just a thing to remember before he shows up. Uh, but in this scene, uh, Luffy calls her a baby and she cries about it. <laughs> and everyone's like, how dare you make her cry? <laughs> this is like <laughs> the, the, all the stuff with. Luffy and the princess around all these people is the most like I, I don't I don't think frustrating is the right word to use for it, but the the village people are willfully misinterpreting everything. It feels like yeah, to the point where there have to, there's a point maybe later when they leave, but someone's like, oh, you must have brainwashed her because she's not upset. <laughs> yeah, and it's like read the room, dude. But also humans are bad, so I get it. <laughs> That's true, yeah. There's a lot of reason for them to try and find reasons of why the, the human is doing the bad thing and taking advantage of the of the of the mermaid princess. But we've we've been watching Luffy this whole time, who we know is good. <laughs> yeah. Which which does lead to that experience you're describing. Everyone hates him, but now we get an extended dramatic sequence of Sanji realizing Did they say princess? <laughs> Is this it? Is this, is this where I go? <laughs> I've accepted that I'm ready to die here. Is it, is it my line now? Yeah, you, you referenced this earlier. There's an extended sequence where Sanji is like turning around and taking in the visage before him and Chopper is crying and begging him not to go. Not like this. And unexplainably, <laughs> he turns to stone. <laughs> It's so ridiculous because they have, like, the dramatic, like, music stings that they have for dramatic points in the show. And he's just like, I've heard she's more beautiful than the m most beautiful woman in the seas, Boa Hancock. And I just, Chopper, I have to give in, I have to give in to my dream. And Chopper's like, what the fuck? I thought you wanted to see the all blue. Please. No, fuck you, Chopper. It's the big titties. <laughs> I want to be crushed between them. I, I need to see the big, big jubblies. I need to. <laughs> Bazoobers. Sanji's, a, Sanji's the guy who would, at some point. Massive bahonkers. Like, yeah. <laughs> it would, uh, it would just start making up words for, uh, <laughs> for breasts. Mm -hmm. And then when he turns into stone, the subtitles didn't say it. But I know Chopper said the word because I heard Chopper say uh, Okama and then mm. 
he was like, I wonder if it's because of the blood that he got. And it flashed to the uh, concerning weirdos. And yes, they didn't subtitle Okama, which is, I guess they're aware of it being kind of shitty in this context. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's the thing is like. Uh, even as a, like a slur, uh, that word is uh, at least specific in some way. Uh, whereas Oda, I guess, is just like, I don't know, all queers are the same, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's the certainly a, a reason I was so frustrated with this shit last time. But yeah, I don't know what that, I don't remember. Maybe I've blocked it all out. Because I have no <laughs> idea what the fuck Chopper is talking about. <laughs> but like, it's like a passing second where it's like, is this because of the blood donors? <laughs> and then we don't, we move on immediately. Uh, because somehow they just tie up Luffy. <laughs> <laughs> Luffy lets them. Yeah, he's like, okay, I'm not going to fight you. You haven't done anything wrong. But he is tied up, and he's like, this is a big misunderstanding. Uh, and everyone's, and then he's like, wait, what's that up in the sky? And everyone's like, <laughs> we're not going to fall for that. <laughs> That's the oldest, oh shit, what is that? <laughs> Classic bit. Oh no, it's Deccan. <laughs> and I love this conversation that happens here, even though it's uh, initially very stressful and worrisome. Because uh, th- this is—I—I I, we've had this conversation, I think, before with like why we hated Absalom so much more than Crocodile or other people who do crimes against humanity. And it's like this uh, degree of enactability of like to us, violence against women feels more tangibly upsetting than maybe overthrowing a country being a dictator yeah and that's kind of that's that's similar to why i'm uh, so upset with like deccan and uh caribou and maybe you know like oh yeah i guess hody's here too and and, and, like maybe some other bad guys there's there's something that like deccan doesn't feel as bad to me as absalom not only because he's like it's played way more goofy for one. It's it's goofy like it's played more goofy. It feels goofier too. Like it's it's it draws comparisons to like actual scary shit that happens in the world. Like if she won't be with me, she has to die. But yeah. he, I think it, it's like a mix of the design, the power, the performance. But it is just like so like, and he's not like forcing himself on her. Yeah, like, and all, physically, maybe physically we don't see that. <laughs> yeah, it's like it, he he it, doesn't have like he's never he's, su- not he's never assaulting her. Yeah, <laughs> like he's throwing he doesn't think he's throwing fucking axes at her, but on screen you always like you're like oh well Luffy will get it. So and and the way that it's played, especially in this conversation where it boils down to her saying you're just not my type, and that's like yeah. this killer punchline. <laughs> It kind of just, like, deflates, like, any real threat he could be. He's kind of just a doofy dumbass. With, yeah. uh, if you think about it too hard, premise is very, uh, upsetting. Um, whereas Caribou is, like, you know, exclusively bad. Like, there's no, there is, there is no money humor off of to be these had. women. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going, in like, the, the visuals, I think, of the quicksand is just, like, legitimately rough. Yeah. It's, More like, so real distress. Time. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just I was thinking about that again with like why some of that stuff is like more upsetting than I don't know other terrible awful shit that happens. Uh, it's just comparing Caribou to somebody else in the Discord earlier today. Uh, but anyways, Deccan is who we're talking about in this scene. He's just not her type. It I think it plays as a decent punchline. <laughs> yeah, 
everyone's like, oh, you got to run away. And Luffy's like, look, if you run away, I can't protect you. So stay right there. I'm going to beat the shit out of this guy, even though I'm tied up. And uh, he does. It's a weird flex. But like he I guess I, I, I feel like he should be able to break out of those ropes or I, th- I don't think Chopper's tied up. I think Chopper should be able to run over and help him. But yeah. what he does, what he does is knock down everybody around him with Conqueror's Hockey, go second gear, and just launch himself up into the air <laughs> and takes down Deccan with just, like, his feet. Yeah. He's like, look, my arms are tied behind my back. I can still whip your ass into the fucking dirt. And that kick, I love Luffy. <laughs> it's very cool. It is. And, yeah, he takes him down pretty handedly. Uh, Big Crybaby unties Luffy. And uh, it's like, all right, let's let's keep going to the sea forest. And all the yeah, all the fishmen in the crowd are like, I brainwashed her. Why is she listening to him? <laughs> yeah. A- after he's like just defeated Vanderdecken. <laughs> uh, and as they're about to head off with uh, Sanji, Chopper, and, and Hachan, and Toe, and Megalo, I guess is there. They're not gonna try and stuff her back into the shark. No. But Deccan isn't quite done yet. He stands back up angry and wouldn't you know it a different big baby arrives <laughs> wadatsumi's back uh for like a minute <laughs> a, a split second i would not be surprised if this was filler uh to extend the episode because luffy just shows up punches him once his tooth falls out and he that's the end of the fight they leave he's <laughs> like oh fuck my tooth oh, fuck! <laughs> and then he falls oh, out uh, we check back in on Nami and Kami, who are also conveniently going to the sea forest. I don't even remember why. <laughs> Maybe it's for Jinbei? Because they know? I think that's it. I didn't write it down. And that's my bad. Yeah, that's why they were going is Jinbei. Okay. Great. You know, one scene to see them going through the fucking water highway. Uh, and Zoro is struggling to keep up with Hody underwater. Uh, and be clear, he hasn't taken any steroids yet, just for the sake of clarity. Uh, he does get, Zoro gets like one really good attack in on Hody and it stops him in his place. And I, Zoro's really strong. Yep. Hody's the main bad guy in this arc. <laughs> Here's what I was thinking. That's what like overall kind of like has me concerned about this. And also what makes this arc interesting is like they can, they can handle these bad guys pretty easily. Like they can, like I, the, the drugs are obviously gonna, uh, make a difference because they described yes. this like fucking tenfold or whatever their power but still like they can handle them yeah i think it's it, it, it's the i think the steroids are as, as like i don't want to say mcguffin but as like convenient as they are to just be like yeah you know they can use it and whatever and triple their they, it doesn't matter how strong they really are um yeah but i i do think it's like it plays a really important part in pacing this arc the way that it needs to be paced because you haven't seen these characters in so long yeah and and you and on top of that, you have to see how strong they are. So it's not just, you know, they were missing for 200 episodes of the anime. It's they were missing for 200 ep- episodes of the anime, and then we skipped two years <laughs> of training. So, like, yeah. when they come back, they have to be really strong. Um, and it, I, I think the steroids are, like, this uh, maybe too convenient, but, like, effective tool of just, like, look, you get both. You get to see how strong they are. You get to see Zoro underwater take out the main bad guy of this arc but then you also get to see him you know load the fuck up to a point where luffy has to push himself to win in the end of it spoilers that this is a one piece arc and that's what's going to happen but 
uh, I, th- I think it works effectively for that. It's not like... Yeah. Ma- ma- I don't know. If someone wanted to say, eh, too convenient. I'm like, okay. <laughs> sure. Um, but I think it works for this. Yeah. It's cool to see Zoro, uh, you know, up against a big bad like 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 that like maybe i don't know i think i think by this point it's clear hody's the main bad guy of the sark but yeah uh i'm just like trying to think of like thriller bark is really the first time i can think of people not on luffy's level or even not on you know zoro or sanji's level really like contributing in a way to the big bad and that's because like the ors moria thing is interesting on its own you get to see like here's all the straw hats going out against one guy yeah uh which is cool and you know unique that's the reason i I like thriller bark and of course you know that's kind of similarly echoed with uh the the saba odi fight against the uh i almost said paramecia what are they called robot (laughs) men (laughs) those guys basifista basifista that's it so yeah it's just nice to see different dynamics and being like yeah we're in a situation where the big bad of the arc, Zoro's able to handle himself against him uh, without Luffy around, but we have this other tool to keep it moving forward and, and to make Hody actually strong enough to be a big bad, while also making it clear that, like, no, you know, they trained for two years. They, they are completely able to handle things they couldn't before. And it's, I think it's a hard line to walk. It's, it's a hard task. So was that, that was just the end of uh, 537. So we've got two episodes left to talk about. Uh, 538. We, we open up right back where we were, under the water in the palace lobby. The, the other fishmen pirates are like, oh, how does Zoro manage to hurt our, our big guy Hody, our big guy Hordy? He was so Underwater. strong. Underwater. Underwater. <laughs> he can't breathe down here. <laughs> and uh, they respond to this, of course, with like, shit, I guess we do got to use steroids. I think everybody takes one. Someone gives one or two to, to Hody. He doesn't get up right away, but he will. Uh, Neptune is, like, about ready to leave. And is like, everyone grab on to some of my body hair <laughs> while you can. Uh, Usopp and I guess, does Brooke have a bubble on his head? Uh, I feel like Brooke yeah. just doesn't do anything because he can't. They, they gave him a, a bubble. And uh, Usopp's trying to give Zoro a bubble, but uh, Neptune turns at the wrong time, so he doesn't catch the the coral that distributes the bubble. Yeah. So Zoro's continuing to, like, try and breathe underwater. Not breathe under, but, like, hold his breath. Neptune's like, all right, time to do my fucking power move. And he <laughs> water bends. He, like, grabs the ocean and uh, <laughs> yeah. just generates a fucking really strong current that shoots out of the front door and uh, all his soldiers escape in it. And that's cool. Oh, but I guess he can't move now. <laughs> he, he threw out his back again. That's worrisome. Hody's going to start moving any second, probably. Uh, oh, it's a whale. <laughs> it's Hoei. In the nick of time, it's Hoei. The whale comes and saves them. Zoro is still struggling. I think they're going to make it out of this. Oh, no, they don't. Hody now just grabs Neptune by the by the fin, by the tail. They're tr- you know they're trying to get out of his grasp, but he can't. The whale runs ahead. I don't know if Neptune intentionally lets go of it or if it just happens, but it runs out, and it seems like this battle is a loss. Oh. Oh no. Oh no. What if Zoro can't decide to win? <laughs> what if? That'd be fucked up. 
that seems to be what is happening here. Maybe they, maybe they, maybe they heard us. They heard us talking shit, and they were like, "Let's." I guess if Zoro drowns, his decision gets taken out of the out of the race. That's a good. good point. Can't he, he? He can't decide to breathe underwater. Yeah, I mean, we don't know that he can't. I think he would have here. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's something he worked on later. That's I'll look yeah, out for I'll look out for his fucking water breathing powers in Wano. <laughs> How fucking useless would a water-breathing devil fruit be? <laughs> I think we've had this, like, what if it was paramecia, but it was, like, a fish-fish fruit? Like, yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, it's a fish-zone type. Like, yeah, zone, not paramecia. That'd be, uh, that'd be pretty fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see it. <laughs> uh, the cruel curiosity in me. Anyways, uh, bummer yeah. that they've lost here. Uh, back in the town... The oddly shaped princes are still looking for the missing straw hats, still trying to honor that agreement they made a while ago, and uh, they are making no success. But they overhear that some fishman pirates have invaded a different part of town. Uh, I think it's a water wheel town or something. I wrote it down later, but for for they're like uh, specifically they're like, look, someone is invading a t- the town and is acting upon a grudge against the queen and uh Fukuba, she's like mommy and they run off to uh to stop that another fishman pirate um this, i don't know this one's name or what type of fish he is but he's got a lot of legs and uh he's got a lot of spears in him a lot of spears in his many arm arm legs and uh he's like uh the person in waterwheel town or whatever the fuck is acting too soon the whole point is that we were supposed to do this at the same time, but whatever. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's set up that we're going to get payoff for in a minute. Uh, we get an, an eye catch for Brooke. He picks up a violin, which is interesting that now it, <laughs> the guitar is kind of more of his thing now, but okay. Uh, and after the eye catch, Luffy finally makes it to the sea forest. He gets to the sunny. He sees Frankie. Uh, it's nice to, to have some of our crew back together again. Um, I almost made this our last episode. I'm glad we went one further. <laughs> but I almost thought this would be a good place to leave it, just because it's like, oh, okay, people are getting back together now. <laughs> and uh, Frankie is like, oh, yeah, Robin was here. She had to do some fucking Robin stuff. I don't know. <laughs> uh, that's literally what the dub says. It's like Robin stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we hear some some click clacking of some, uh, some wooden shoes. I don't know what they're walking on, because it's, it's the sea forest, but... Uh, Jinbei walks over, and Jinbei, as he looks at Luffy, thinks of all the fucked up shit that happened, uh, at Marineford. <laughs> He's like, oh man, remember when his brother died? Oh. That was rough. Sure was rough. Long, it's been two years, though. Um, uh, not for us, but <laughs> for him. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's like, oh, it's nice to see you. And, uh, you know, some time passes as he's talking, catching up with the boy, and eventually he's like, uh, why the fuck is Shirahoshi here? <laughs> that that was really funny because I think that's the first time. I mean, before Jinbei was before, it was always pretty like serious. So yeah. understandably, we did. But this is the first time we see him like freak the fuck out. Yeah, he's getting that real experience of like, oh my god, Luffy, what have you done? <laughs> when uh, yeah, th- th- that that uh, hasn't really happened as many times in a uh, you know impel down through Marineford. It's mostly sad and serious. They're talking uh, about something, probably Shiroshi, but mid-sentence, an axe comes down. Luffy kicks it and is like, shit, 
Gestekin's on the move again. Uh, which Jinbei's like, look, this was a bad idea. <laughs> this is way too dangerous for her. But Luffy's like, look, I'm strong. It's fine. I'll, I'll, I'm taking care of her. Jinbei, uh, we, we, we cut forward a little bit in time because we see uh, Shirahoshi has been at the grave of her mom. And they, are the, and they say that it's been like a little while that she's been there. Jinbei explains that uh, it's like, yeah, you know, she hasn't been able to be here since her mom died 10 years ago. Deccan's been assaulting her since then. She's been locked away for 10 years. It started like right after the assassination specifically. And uh, on cue, Nami and Kami come in. Uh, Sanji's normal now. Sanji, I, I guess he just needed to see a, a big princess. And now he's like normal levels of Sanji again. When you see boobs that big, you can, you can, you're like normal again. Like you, you go from being like ultra horny to just like normal horny. Yeah. Cause you're like, I have seen the pinnacle of what I desire. Now mm-hmm. I can go back to being normal. Um, shit. I'm sure that logic makes sense. <laughs> no, it does not <laughs> But, uh, yeah. So, you know, he's, you know, doing his normal little routine where he's like Nami Swan and such. When she arrives, everybody kind of catches up on the plot so far. Jinbei's like, oh shit, Hody is doing that in the palace? Thanks, Nami. <laughs> uh, he's like, look, Luffy, I tried really hard to keep you out of this. Didn't you get my message? And he's like, no. <laughs> and then he's like, wait, <laughs> what? Then why did you come here to see me? It's like, I didn't. <laughs> I came here because of the crybaby. It's very convenient that everyone showed up here. And uh, you'd think Jinbei would have noticed the Thousand Sunny. <laughs> oh, yeah. Doesn't, doesn't seem to do anything about it until... Uh, <laughs> Until Luffy shows up, but Jinbei's like, look, I had something I wanted to talk to you about two years ago, but it was not the time. Now I think it has to be the time. He's like, I want to thank you for stopping Arlon in the East. Big fan of that. Yeah. However, (laughs) I'd like to apologize for letting it be a problem in the first place. Because even though I knew how much of a dog shit dude he was, I did free him from prison. He's like pulling on his collar. I'm exaggerating. It's very dire. Um, that is the end of this episode. Is I think we get some flashes of Arlong and you know a lot of focus on Nami's face because this is you know above all her trauma. Uh, we got one more episode to talk about. Five thirty nine. Uh, it starts off with Robin finding something. We don't see what, and it does not come up again. Uh, now anyway, well I'm sure we'll figure out Robin's whole deal later. Uh, but she's just fucking off for now. We'll end this episode with the the Jinbei stuff. There's a lot of uh, cleaning up to be done before then. Or the opposite of cleaning up. Bad things are going to happen. <laughs> the stage is being set for the rest of the arc. But uh, the guards successfully get out of the palace that were, you know, saved by Neptune. Uh, and they're like, we have to find the princess. You know, that was something Neptune said as he was, like, falling on his sword, so to speak. The, these uh, palace guards are like, well, the most nearby place is uh, Fish Really Hills, and uh, we should go there. And we cut to there, and the Fishman pirates have started attacking. We cut between a couple different locations in town, and in each place is a top-level person from Hody's crew forcing the townspeople to step on a picture of someone, which I understand... as a potentially powerful symbol but it also just seems really straightforward (laughs) like a weirdly like yeah step on a picture of someone that like if you did that in reality i don't think it would 
work. I I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe I maybe I just personally don't know how to respect an image of an important person. But uh we don't even see who it is yet. It's they play uh they play coy even though you can probably guess because there's one <laughs> important person that they keep uh gesturing to during these episodes. Uh so this ha- we see this in multiple places. Eventually we get to one where we see Zio, uh character the great character design. And uh, we learn that he can camouflage himself. So that's just a nice setup of a power for something to worry about later. <laughs> it's not, you know, Absalom's fruit or anything. He's a fish man. He can breathe underwater. But yeah. <laughs> um, he can just, like, uh, maybe it's just that type of fish can camouflage yeah. himself. Yep. Cuttlefish can camouflage themselves. Uh, well, that's a great detail. And I'm sure it'll cause for an awful fight for somebody. <laughs> <laughs> in a water wheel town Fukubashi does arrive there and interjects and uh, it reveals to us as he's saying don't make everyone step on pictures of my mom uh, it is the queen and this is the first time we see her face looks normal <laughs> not really anything to say about it but it is notably the first time I think we've seen her face maybe we'll see it more who could say maybe two weeks time uh, meanwhile uh, Caribou's still here he sucks. He kidnaps more mermaids. I hate him. <laughs> Bad man. Uh, he decides that uh, the greatest get he could he could kidnap and sell would be Shirahoshi herself. Yeah, good fucking luck. <laughs> yeah, well, um, she's very big. That's 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 why I don't know. I you know he's got some that gunk Latin powers. <laughs> yeah, that too. I uh, my my. Even just skipping the step of, like, how upsetting it is to, like, watch this bad man do his bad things. Pointedly so. I, you know, I don't, I'm not going to cancel Oda for glorifying kidnapping. Because <laughs> uh, that's not what's happening. But I, my immediate, I, I jumped the shark of, of, like, beyond distress. And I was just like, there's no way you can get away with selling a princess of a government country. Like, that's got to be beyond the pale, right? <laughs> They're like uh, assuming you could get away with it at the fucking auction house where the celestial dragons go. I'm sure one of them would have the foresight of like this will cause problems. Probably, like to, I, to I, a certain extent. Like, like I mean, we they talk about. I I think I might have even skipped over this scene where this conversation happens. But like at some point in this chunk, they're like, yeah, becoming you know a government, a, a country that is a part of the world government didn't really help like yeah jimbei brings it up yeah here soon then but like yeah like the stuff that happened two years ago was happening it's still happening now like regardless so i feel like the princess is different right yeah i don't know but yes uh we 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 get a flashback that he saw shirahoshi when she was released from her sharky prison at the shore when everyone was standing around there surely He'll just fuck off and die, and we won't have to deal with the consequences of his actions much longer. <laughs> Wishful thinking. Um, all right, back to Jinbei. He needs to talk. I think the most important time skip design thing we have to address right now is that Sanji has a lighter. I don't know if you caught it, but he has a lighter now instead of matches. I feel like this is significant. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. So, uh, we get some flashbacks here. Uh, Sanji starts to say, like, look, you know, this is serious stuff. Especially if, you know, I think Ham Zoro's not here. 
but so like it's really him and Nami who are like uh the forefront of you know that experience. Usopp also I guess was there. And Luffy has no doubt about who Jinbei is or how much he trusts him. Um also he forgets <laughs> everything anyway. Yeah. But yeah, so he gets some flashbacks to the first time Jinbei's Jinbei's name was dropped, which I'm going to guess is like episode 47. Somewhere in there. Yeah, Arlong Park, where Johnny is, like, explaining that, you know, Arlong is under a warlord named Jinbei. And where me, not knowing anything about the series, is like, I can't believe they brought his name up so early. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I remember I remember drawing attention to that when we did that episode, I think. Um, I was like, there's no fucking way. I, I could have swore that was just a lie <laughs> when, when it comes up in Fishman Island. But yeah, so, and Sanji's like, look, this is really serious. You know, that, that all, all the stuff that happened with Arlong and Toonami, this is all very serious to us <laughs> as the Straw Hats. We get a bunch of flashbacks if you forgot how bad uh, her life was in Arlong Park. I think, I think a lot of this might even be new, new stuff, but it is like child Nami and, uh, you know, Arlong being bad to her. Um, sad. Back in the present afterwards, she explains to Jinbei, she's like, look, I can never change how I feel about Arlong how awful he was, all the things he did. But until two years ago at Saba Odi, I didn't know how bad the world treated Fishman. I didn't know about slavery. <laughs> uh, that shit's not, I guess, not taught in schools. I have no idea what the school system looks like, uh, let alone on East Blue, I guess. Do, do you, you think know. they have, like, a, a primary school system? <laughs> no, probably not. Just, not. Like, I, I I'm sure like the 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 rich people places that, that's maybe. the thing it's got to be like by island yeah like, like it's not like we saw stuff, a school on on any island but like we did see uh I guess you know Sabo had a tutor Zoro went to samurai school that's true to be a samurai <laughs> and uh, I mean Nami was like what six when she was just kind of like taken yeah she she was just like I'm gonna read books I don't know I'm the big questions we ask here. What is the education system like? The greatest thread closed after <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean that's kind of like I guess the conven- like the thing that comes from like Robin knowing everything and being able to bring it up at the right time in the in the show. Uh because like yeah, they didn't really know about Fishman history. They didn't know about any of these countries they're going to. And I never questioned it until right now. <laughs> It's just like saying the sentence did not know about slavery activated that part of my brain. Anyways, Hachan explains like, also there's like the shots of just like, oh, Saba, like Arlong Park is just him trying to make what Saba Odi Park was, but for Fishman to oversimplify it and uh, not talk about the awful things he did too. Uh, Hachan is like, Hachan is the one who explains like Fishman Island entered the government, but it didn't change anything. Uh, Din is also here. He's on the sunny. And he's like, I remember back the beginning of the pirate era was the worst part of my life. It was scary. Yeah, pirates coming through constantly, just not caring about fishmen because they don't they think of them as below them, and uh, you know, it's kidnapping started, slavery, selling them off. It you know, it was that way until Whitebeard showed up. Whitebeard showed up and said, "This is my territory," and his presence protected it. Jinbei explains that there are two other figures that are uh, vital to uh you know that developing relationship and that history between fishmen and um humans pirates and otherwise and those figures are uh queen otohime and fisher tiger we know a little bit about tiger 
And all we know about Otohime is that she has a big daughter. Uh, we learn that Arlong and Hachan, alongside Jinbei, were among the first uh, crew that Fisher Tiger had as the Sun Pirates. He has a line that says, you know, the, the, the aggressive actions of the Sun Pirates made it very difficult for Otohime's peaceful effort, efforts to uh, mend uh, the relationship, which is a loaded sentence. I'm going to save all my thoughts for next episode. Because, as I've said multiple times in this podcast, Oda intentionally trying to be political was messier than any time he does it <laughs> unconsciously. And, uh, unfortunately, the tales of both of these people end in tragedy. And uh, next time on the podcast, who boy, it's backstory. Hope you're excited, Jory. How do you feel? I'm feeling alright. I want to know right? what Fisher Tiger looks like. Uh, I feel like we've seen him. So, like, obscured him. Like, silhouettes. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, you will. <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you, I, I, you don't watch the next time on, so you, you could have. Nope. <laughs> you could have today, um, but you didn't. Uh, I mean, I think it's a great place to leave it because uh, next time's going to be a bunch of backstory. There's setup for, you know, the all the big stuff that's going to happen in this arc, and uh, we're going to get a little bit more context of why racism's bad. <laughs> I didn't realize how much this really is the the PSA arc between uh, racism and drugs. Both racism and drugs. But this is the first time we've really got, like, drugs in the One Piece world. Yeah, I mean, yeah, drinking is such a non-issue uh, in, in the world. Unless just what pirates do. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, it is part of the aesthetic. Um, yeah. Unless you're fucking four kids. But, yeah, I I can't even... I mean, I guess unless you count, like, medically, like, chopper stuff is technically drugs, right? Like, rumble balls, but this is, like, <laughs> pointedly, you know, steroids, bad, ooh. <laughs> but, yeah, I, uh, you know, we'll see more of uh, that. The arc's not over yet. I wonder who made energy steroids. Is Vegapunk's name on that, too? I'm curious. <laughs> all, all the greatest fishmen scientists. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll find out. It, it, the way they describe it makes it sound like it's pointedly for fishmen only. <laughs> yeah, it, it's. I mean, it's the way they describe it and the way it exists in this arc. Yeah, I, they. I think I'm reading ahead on this wiki page, and I do think uh, they they pointedly make it a fishman island thing. I don't feel bad for saying that. I'm not saying why. <laughs> so <laughs> that's it. We're done. Congratulations, us. Uh, this episode started. With so many tangents, I thought it was going to be three hours long. <laughs> so shout out to not that happening. We're going to do our plugs. You know what we do here. Uh, after we're done with the plugs, Jory is going to give uh, their very big brain take. They're going to use their future site. Tell us what's going to happen next time, which is, I think, especially fun <laughs> when we know that it's going to be serious flashback stuff. But first, Jory, where can people find you on the Internet? You can find me. Uh, I don't know why you want to find me online. That's a little weird. You can, <laughs> you can, uh, if you want to see my my uh, my cool thoughts, you can follow me on Twitter at No I'm Jory, where I have only good thoughts and good posts all the time, forever. Um, there's never been a bad post on my account, especially not recently. True. Uh, <laughs> If there's anything else I'm doing that you're int that you'd be interested in seeing me do, you can see me announce it or like say it's on there. If I'm like gonna be on a Twitch stream, I'll I'll do that. Or anytime you need to be filled in with jewelry info, that's where you need to go. 
subscribe to the, the jewelry specific rss feed where you just get jewelry updates directly beamed into your brain i'm currently i'm currently trying to figure out a way to take over our jewelry on reddit because uh so reddit won't let you take over a subreddit if the person who owns it or who has like main admin access to it is active on reddit it doesn't matter if they mm. haven't posted on the subreddit so just active, just active in general yeah so i'm trying to figure out a way to like force them to notice me and make me a mod well if they're a jory um i think you have a a great uh system set up to eliminate jories yeah i do i don't know what it is but i mean see that's for other jories to find out and then the secret <laughs> ends with them <laughs> then i'll never know <laughs> Uh, but I look forward to the developments on the Reddit, uh, the Reddit subplot. Where can they find you online? Where would they get oh, more of you? Well, the the Joe content that you so desperately desire. Uh, I'm on the Twitter, unfortunately. Uh, Twitter.com slash Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J. Oh, uh, I don't tweet much, but I will occasionally tweet uh, when I stream. Uh, this is January when this episode comes out, so I got nothing planned or the plug right now. But if I do stream any more in the future, I'm sure I will. Uh, it'll be at twitch.tv slash theorangegroves. And uh, there's other stuff going on there every now and then that isn't me, too. Uh, I'm on another podcast called Got It Memorized. It uh, currently is a Final Fantasy X-2 recap podcast. I'm assuming we're not done with it by January. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we've done Kingdom Hearts. We did The World Ends With You. Final Fantasy X, and uh, yeah, we just kind of like, you know, talking about weird Square Enix RPGs that we like, and we're funny. That's the thing you may not have thought about, because you listen to this show, but... <laughs> we are we are pointedly not a comedy podcast. Like, That's no true. I, I was talking to to Plaquas about this in the, in the Discord server, but I, I capped myself off at one joke per episode. <laughs> um, it's very rigid. <laughs> it, it's it's what it's really what makes us stand apart from other shows that are entertaining in any way. That's it. I don't have anything else to plug. Um, you can follow uh, this show on Twitter. The Twitter account for this podcast is We Are Watching OP. I just made a very bad tweet. Um, Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, I I was on the wiki and I read something and I was like, oh fuck, I forgot. Yeah, you can also support the show on Patreon. You'll be able to get uh, these episodes early, uh, a couple days early, and uh, support us doing them. You'll also get our bonus episodes that we do each month. I don't, at this point, know what we did for December. <laughs> oh, we should probably figure that out and do that soon, huh? Yeah, we should. Um, but uh, outside of this month, a lot of great stuff lined up for 2021. If you're a patron, you've already seen our, uh, our like schedule of what episodes and arcs we're going to cover. Um, I posted that, my, my plans. Thank you to everyone who's commented with, like, feedback of, like, oh, maybe this episode should be covered here. Um, some people have pointed out, like, oh, this episode that you skipped is only half filler. So um, I might tweak it, add those back in. I'll have to check it out. Notably, Jory doesn't have the detailed version that says which arc is which. Uh, they just have episode numbers. Um, as far as I know, we're still in Orange Town. It's uh, true. <laughs> <laughs> we are uh we are in orange town um also i should probably say i i'm that schedule that i posted might be tweaked just a little bit because 
if the first we, we do the first and third Fridays of the month, but I think if that first Friday falls on like the first three days of the month, we might push it to like the second Friday and then the fourth. Uh, just because like this episode, uh, I don't want to release it on the very first day of the year. It makes it difficult for the <laughs> patron the patron names to be right and to release it early. So uh, mm. bear with me on that. But you know, as long as we're above that goal, we're putting out two episodes a month. Patrons always get it before the public feed. And, uh, yeah, thank you to our patrons. If you would like your name to be called out in this list, go to patreon.com slash wearewatchingop to add your name to the list. But thank you to Adam B., Adam W., Andrew, Ashok, Captain Moki, Chad, Clueless Wander, Deus Equus, Eric V., Heidi, Jay Harkins, Jackson, Jalen, Jamie Ziz, Cat D., Cat F., Ken, Kyle, Lucas, Mallory, Marcus, Martin, Mick Foley! 299, Morgan, Miss New Vegas, Paulina, Peter, Rim, Riley, Ryan, Stella, Stephen K, Stephen P, Trey, and oh man, Vadiki, Vadiki, you put a pronunciation guide, but I don't know how to read that either. Maybe that's not a pronunciation guide. You got E's upside down, but thank you. Uh, Patreon.com slash we are watching OP, if I did not already say it. Is that it? I mean, join the Orange Goes Discord server, chat with us about shit. Uh, the show, so use spoiler tags if we're not there on the podcast yet, and, um... I'll do my best to join in the conversation. Yeah, I, I, I've started specifically being selective about what I spoiler, uh, <laughs> just to scare you. <laughs> like, I, like, saying Wano isn't, isn't scary, but saying Wano next to a bunch of, sca- <laughs> of spoiler tags is. We have for, fun. For all, I know, for all I know, you could be saying... In Wano, and then in the spoiler says Zoro does a funny dance. <laughs> Just does a little jig. For all you know, oh, for all you know, yeah, I'm trying to get caught up on the anime in my own current watchings, uh, just to put as much distance between it uh, as possible for the podcast. Uh, so I, I have finished Whole Cake for the people who are following along with my progress at home. Um, I tweeted about it as well. I think that's it, Jory. Um, this is my favorite part of the show. Everything else is just the fucking pregame. Uh, lay it on me. What the fuck? What What is this backstory going to entail with Queen Otohime, the dead, the dead mom of Shirahoshi, and uh, Fisher Tiger, the man who freed the slaves? <sighs> well, I I'm, I handed you a bunch of barbed wire, and I said, make jokes. <laughs> <laughs> make jokes about the sad, sad past. Uh. You need you need to do the funny dance in the barbed wire. <laughs> I uh, like that. That's what the the whole podcast is like. Winding up a key on my back, and then once we get done with the plugs, just let it go, and then I'm just like, mm-hmm. as I'm trying to uh make make a. Make a funny, I mean, make a accurate prediction that's never wrong. <laughs> never been wrong once. Here's, here's what I'm thinking. When they, when Fisher Tiger and the Queen, they, we're gonna, we're gonna see Rayleigh, we're gonna see that, we're gonna see Boa Hancock and her sisters, and it's gonna be really weird because, uh, Otohime is gonna be, say something like, Wow, you guys are princesses of an all-lady island. Well, guess what? When I live, when I definitely live into 15 years from now, and something fucked up happens to my daughter, I'm gonna send her to live with you guys, so she's not around scary men, because you guys will fight off the scary men. You also have a giant uh, mermaid on your island. 
And as Fisher Tiger is leaving, he's like, ah, oh, fuck, hopefully I don't need a blood transfusion. Because, <laughs> unfortunately, he does. Oh, bummer. Also, I just, I, I just want Fisher Tiger, because I know he's going to, he's, gonna, he's just going to look like a Jushin Thunder Liger, the, uh, the pro wrestler. Because Fisher Tiger sounds like a wrestler name, and I know I've said this before. <laughs> it does. I've, I've Googled uh, this wrestler. I'm going to say no, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> Dang. He retired this year. Congratulations. Like at the beginning of the year. Oh, wait, no. At, at the, begin- the beginning of the year, we're recording this. Fuck. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> yes, that's true. It, we're, it, it, a year ago. <laughs> As of release. That's, that's it. That's the end of the podcast. Uh, a very on-topic note to end everything on, as always. And, uh, until next time, <laughs> to, to be continued. Hey, I'm Saker. And I'm Evan. And our podcast is It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Hey, what's that podcast about, Ev? So, do you know of a band called Bare Naked Ladies? One week. Yeah, yeah, that's one of them. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, I know yeah, of them. Yeah. Do you ever want to learn more about them? Or... Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, well, then this is the podcast for you because we teach you nothing with various guests. Yeah, like uh, like Matt Besser. Holy shit. Climbed in a second story window and partied in this house where we barely didn't know at all the people that was crazy holy fuck mike mitchell why well, I, I don't know how how like how much you guys really do love bare naked ladies justin mcelroy grab your tongue grab your tongue and i want you to say Our born tongue. on a pirate ship bum on the polo ship you were born on a pile of shit and many more so check it out but also if you don't like bare naked ladies we talk about them probably like a third of the time so. uh yes That's every Tuesday, wherever fine podcasts are sold. We could make a board game about it.